Question is, is it working? I think we're going to have to just go with it and find out. I mean, let's see. I will never get a better intro than the one that I just did that no one will ever hear. It was great. I mean, I just finished laughing and applauding, so. Well, yeah. And I can't expect to get the same response by doing it again. So I just have to stick with the usual, which is Welcome to Sports Arena, Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World of Extreme, ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401. Relive the revolution with myself, Paul, and always, Jay. Hello. So good they named him once, Jay. And even then, not even fully. No. Not even fully. Um, yeah, we're back once again with the Renegade Master looking at um, December 1996, episode 189 onwards, taking us all the way to the end of the year, which is dead exciting. Four episodes again. It is. It's, 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 it's Christmas 1996, which is a magical time. Um, do you remember what the number one, the, the, the UK number one song, for Christmas 1996 was. Of course I do. Gina G, who are just a little bit. Close. <laughs> uh, and, and I know that that's your answer to everything, but close. Um, it was Spice Girls 2 Become 1. Oh. Uh, a classic. Never need love before. It was a great song. I was going to join in there and it just felt weird. Um, it is. It's a classic song. So, Did you know what uh, ECW wrestler came out to that? No. None of them. Ah. However, I was thinking, I was thinking as I was researching this and seeing what the number one was, thinking, we all thinking, know, thinking. we all know that um, mm. the Spice Girls uh, are made up of five Spice Girls. Yeah. Ginger, Sporty, Scary, uh, Baby, posh. and Posh. Yep. So, if you were to get an ECW roster Spice Girls together, yeah, who would be your ECW? Who would be Sporty Spice of ECW? Oh, Sporty Spice would have to be most athletic. So, I would say Rob Van Dam. Okay, Scary Spice. Scary Spice would have to be Sabu. Posh Spice. Posh Spice would have to be. Um, go for Shane Douglas. Um, Baby Spice. Baby Spice. <sighs> I want to say Lewis Piccoli, but I won't. I'll say Mikey Whipwreck. And Ginger Spice. Ginger Spice would have to be Taz because he wears orange. Good pull. It's good pull. Thank you. Thank you. Desperation. Puts people <laughs> in situations. Did you have a list yourself? Not, not so much. No, I hadn't put that much thought in. I, I, was, oh, I, was... I didn't know. Sometimes you just might look at it and go, oh, I've got this. I've I, well, I mean, good. I, yeah, I thought that was very good. I thought you came out with stuff really well there. Um, I mean, I was thinking that as I was asking you, I thought maybe the Sporty Spice, maybe the 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 quarterback franchise would have to be Sporty Spice. Um, 
But I thought posh, posh because he's he thinks he's better than everyone. Posh Spice, I was going to go for Joel Gertner. Oh, that works. I could see that. Um, but yeah, there we go. Or just Raven for all of them. What about Raven know. for all of them? What about Raven? Um, episode 189 from the 3rd of December 1996. Before anything starts on the show, even though this technically is the show, and we get to see the Taz and Sabu face-offs from last week. It was pretty exciting. We spoke about it. Uh, the lights went out. Sabu appeared in the ring with Taz for the first time since the last time. Yes. That was exciting. It was. Um, we had a little sort of something-something about it all. We went to some ECW fan cam footage of Taz versus Rob Van Dam. It was exciting for these two work, but I yeah. hate fan cam. I was going to say, which is which is a favourite of us both, is is shaky, shitty fan cam footage. Mm. Um, yeah. It's like the unwanted sequel to Blair Witch, Dad versus <laughs> Rob Van Dam fan cam. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting match. Um, uh, Rob Van Dam, in his pre-match comments, explains how, you know, Taz might not like him, but he will respect him. I'm kind of sitting there thinking, but you were the you were the one who didn't give respect to Sabu. You, you yeah, were the no. situation. You can't. Like, it's all take about respect. Still, there's still a lot of respect going on these stuff. It's a go-to. They don't know how to work. So they go back to respect or pull apart. So they're they're still overdone. Yeah. Um, pull apart and respect to the big big fun things. Um, yes, that happened. Basically, BWO's music hit, quotations, because obviously it's a network dub. Yep. They appear on the stage and, yeah. But at least there's the closure to that story, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what happened. They get the Eliminators versus Chris Candido and Mikey Whipwreck. Obviously, Candido and Mikey were opponents not too long ago. They're now at Dag team partners. And here they are. I didn't mind this. I like the story behind this. The story is basically Mikey is in the ring for 95% of the time. Candido's on the outside. Keeps taking shots. And I'm guessing overselling them to stay out of the match. Yeah. Yeah. And, Seems to uh, be, didn't it? Yeah. And I, and I thought it was pretty good the way it was. It worked. Once you kind of clocked what was going on, it was clever. And I sort of enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Uh, Eliminators hit the total elimination for the free count. Went to an interview with Chris Candido, where he basically says he didn't come here to lose, which I thought was quite funny the way he delivered it all. Yes, I'd agree. I, I mean, I thought it was, it was a fine promo. Um, maybe not one that kind of, you know, makes you kind of stand, stand up and take notice, but um, I thought it was a fine promo. That's the thing. It wasn't a, a Cactus Jack riveting but it was um it was it was a decent little it told the story kind of well what his character is gonna be uh we then went to an interview with Dion dudley and joel gertner once again the camera is shaking all over place so those with motion sickness do not watch this promo uh, it is hype central that's what they do we found out that Devon dudley is both unbeaten and undefeated he is which i thought was an interesting thing he might not be the only person in this set of episodes who is described as unbeaten. Oh, undefeated. 
Um, they went to Gangsters via satellite. Definitely via satellite <laughs> live. Wasn't a pre-record. I believe them. Not at all. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, kind of standard Gangsters promo, really. Just sort of getting ready to fight. Always up for a fight kind of stuff. They announced that Raven will be facing the Sandman in a barbed wire match. Um, I'm, yep. Obviously, I guess they couldn't show it on TV in the same sort of way, but... Yeah, I mean, it feels like we're starting to see some some pretty strong edits on the TV stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, between things like the, uh, the, the the crucifixion stuff not getting any kind of... Although, saying that, um, I don't know, because ridiculous amount of um, blood and guts in, in some of these things. Massively. I mean, it's weird. There's kind of bits they can show and they can't show. I mean, from what I remember from, I think I've already seen clips of the barbed wire match, but it's not an overly brutal one compared to some of the others. Yeah. I think because half the time barbed wire matches are so dangerous, they're sort of safer because it's yeah. expected danger. So they're a lot safer in the way they sort of have controlled spots. Unless you go to like, you know, CZW and stuff like that, where it's just wild and out of control. But a lot of ones in that you find these promotions, it's more the tease of eventually getting thrown into the barbed wire. It's yeah. like the spot. Yeah. That being said, that's happening. Um, we get highlights of what's happened between Tommy Dreamer, Beulah, and everything. We get a Beulah music video, which lasts about 25 minutes. And on the original cut, because um, I was trying to work out what the song was. Uh, so on the original cut, it was to Garbage with Number One Crush. Uh, I remember. There's a lot of bits I remembered from this episode again. Yeah. Uh, I keep... It's really weird. I keep sort of in and out with bits. Obviously, the the next episode is there's bits I remember from it as well. But yeah, um, so we get that. We then go to another fan cam footage match. Yay! Shane Douglas versus Tommy Dreamer for the TV title. Brian Lee ends up coming out and helping Shane Douglas. Douglas goes to belly to belly. Bueller, Pitbull 2, <laughs> makes the save. He runs out, he gets beaten up, then he saves. That happened. It did. We then get a quick promo from the BWO that is quickly uh, interrupted by Taz and Bill Alfonso. He tells them he does not play around and slaps Meanie. Pretty stiff. I, I, I loved this. Um, so they're mucking around, they're doing their, their usual shit. He bursts in, uh, berates them for, for getting involved in his match and coming out during his time. Um, and then just, yeah, as he said, you know, don't do that with me. I don't fuck around. Don't do that with me. Um, and I loved it. I, I absolutely loved that he was just this kind of, like, nope, that's not, that's not me. You keep your comedy away from me. It's such a great way to have these two sort of polar opposites exist in the same universe. You know, it's, it's very much how these jumps straight from the cartoon characters to sort of attitude-esque. 
everyone sort of changing real names and all this. This was such a great way of showing how it can be done. He can still have a comedic character, but if he bumps into the wrong person, they'll be like, look, jump around and dance all you want, but I don't play those fucking games. You come near me yeah. again, I'm going to knock you out. Did, did yeah, wonders, so. wonders for Taz. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah. So, so we jump into the 10th of December, 1996, episode 190. Nearly halfway there. Would you believe it? Um, we go straight over Raven pinning the Sandman in that barbed wire match. Just so you know, we've got a new world champion at the beginning of the show, which is pretty exciting stuff. We then go into a video package showing the history of all the world champions. I, I remember this at the time, because this was a go-to in ECW after this, where every time there's a new world champion, they'll show. I think they've done it previously as well. It's always been their thing, but now you get actually a bit of legs to it. Yeah, and, um, the, I mean, it's 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 quite interesting to watch the lineage. Lineage is quite fun, I think, for for me and us because uh, you know we've watched that and it kind of reminds you of the oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Exactly, um, that's what I'm saying. I look at it in a different way now because it is the journey now, and I do sort of sit there and think, oh, you know, Stone Cold or oh yeah, Terry Funk, and oh wow, this and like I said, it's completely different. Yeah, thing because we watched it in such a short period of time as well. Yeah, so I think it adds to it. So it's good. Um, more photos of the Raven Sandman barbed wire match. Then get the Gangsters versus Devon Dudley and Axel Rotten in a uh, tag team title match. BWO come out at the start of it, giving out bingo cards to the crowd, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, Big Stevie Cool sort of grabs the mic, says, "Buy the shirt, buy the shirt." Yeah, they they knew they now have um, merch. They have merch. They have the infamous blue t shirt, which is probably still on sale now on Pro Wrestling Tees. I think with meaning. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's become probably apart from the official ECW shirts. I'd probably say the most iconic ECW shirt. Maybe yeah. So apart from obviously the logo ones, it's got to be the most famous. It's going to be up there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree. So that debuted. They called Ian, I mean, Axel Ian Rotten, which again was a nice little nod back and joke for those who know, know. And the gangsters come out, have a wild brawl as you'd expect. And was this New Jack's first stage dive? Uh, it's the first one I took note of. Um, That's what and I feel I, like. I the, 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 um, the technique... I don't know if it's uh, always, the camera always, angle and everything that went with it. It just felt spectacular. Um, it's uh, this was when I was saying about kind of the editing and the, the the maybe too hard for TV kind of thing. This was exactly the spot I was thinking about because Devon yeah. is just crimson. Um, and, and yeah, just just gratuitous amounts of blood. Yeah, massively. And um. Most eliminators matches as well. Cronus seems to love to bleed at the moment. Yeah. So at the yeah. moment, I don't know if he ever stops. But yeah, no, so yeah, the gangsters basically pick up the win. And is this one where New Jack puts on the BWO shirt? Yes. Yeah, New oh, Jack puts. No? I believe so. I believe so. It's the only time they have the interaction. So it must be, yeah, because they came out before the match. They helped him get the win. And yeah. 
this is it. So New Jack put the BWO shirt, saluting the crowd, saluting the BWO, they're saluting him back. And uh, yeah, they also have three and a half with them instead of six. Which was fine. Here's the thing, wasn't it? Uh, promo by Shane Douglas and Francine, as we'd expect. We then get more from the BWO. Look at Joel Gertner trying to call him our, our bitch, I think it was, but sort of our bitch. Yeah. So it's basically bitch, but they pronounce the difference. Is it bitch, is it bitch off, but bitch? So it's like bitch. Yes. Uh, he chose not to go with that. No. Promo for Rob Van Dam. and Taz will respect him on their next fight. Of course he shall. Promo for why Taz. Why wouldn't he want to, to respect him? Yeah, promo from Taz. Basically saying not a fucking chance. Uh, Chris Candido's meant to fight Lewis Piccoli. Does a promo. He said he wants to wrestle, but he is sick. Has a temperature and everything else going on. Bless him. Bless Candido. Uh, so we get Brian Lee versus Lewis Piccoli instead. This match is going on, and this basically leads to Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, and Brian Lee all beating down Lewis Bagoli. After the match, Pitbull 2 saves him, but then gets beaten up himself. Is this the birth of the new triple threat? Maybe. Maybe. Interview with Raven. Anything from this that stood out for you? So this was the one where they kind of talked about um, uh, him kind of, you know, uh, being screwed out of this and blah, blah, blah. And he, again, you know, in that ECW way of the shoot element of it, he said, you know, they made, they made um, Stevie defend my title because I was in rehab for the, the fifth time in seven years. Um, yeah. And they didn't want, you know, someone in rehab to be their champion, but they couldn't stop me. Um, so, yeah, just again, really refreshingly awkwardly honest about it so you know we know the story because of it being part of the history of you know sandman driving him to rehab the night of the show and coming back and wrestling um and again, there's, there's few characters that could sort of actually evolve their character from this in a sort of art in life in taking art and all this kind of way and yeah, also stay of... the heel. It's very hard to, yeah, you know, admit that you've you're you're in rehab or you've come out of rehab. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess a lot of heel. people at the time, yeah, probably wouldn't even realise that it was a a shoot. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Because it, yeah. it suits his character so well that you you kind of would just think it was just an angle. And like I said, the truth is, it was is a very sort of real situation. So it's kind of. It's very, it's, it's clever because they basically yeah. just told you the truth, but you wouldn't think it was the truth because it suits the Raven character. Um, yeah, but they get highlights of him beating Sam F for the belt again for the 13th time in the barbed wire match. Yes. Because in case you didn't know, Raven is your new heavyweight champion again. Yes. Which takes us to episode 191. <laughs> The 17th of December 1996. Kicking off with Shane Douglas and Francine versus Tommy Dreamer and the undefeated Buna McGillicuddy. I was a better match than I was expecting it to be. 
Agreed. think is probably the the only really thing I can say about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything else. It's Pitbull one obviously is clearly injured. To what extent, I don't obviously know. But this is obviously all massive filler while he is out so he can return. They can't keep doing the Pitbull 2 match. So they're trying to get Tommy Dreamer involved as a disappointed friend to buy some time before Pitbull 1 comes back, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, they're they're doing a really good job of building up the history of the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer feud, uh, the the Shane Douglas-Tommy Dreamer feud. Um, Yeah. Really, really good. And we'll see it again in the next episode. But really good building up that, that, you know, the fact that they have history. It's a little... um, Simple selective. Well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a little selective in yeah. what it's acknowledging and what it's choosing not to. Um, yeah, but you know that's that's I guess part of it. That's that's you know the that's what you what what it is and what you'd have with these things, I would suppose. So I, I understand that and the complications that that would create. Um. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting little feud that they've kind of set up and are running. And the, the women involved is uh, different um, and gives it a different kind of flavor to it. Um, they did a very good job of building up the, the, the heat between the two women and, you know, all, going all the way back to, you know, since they debuted and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it was interesting. It was, it was an interesting kind of setup and build and stuff. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, as I said, a better match than it had value to be, but, um, yeah, just weird. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Shane Douglas picks up the win by hitting Beulah with a belly, belly suplex and pinning her. She's no longer undefeated. Yes. And made a big deal of, Having to to you know cover to hook both legs and etc etc etc. So it was it was a very over the top pin. Yeah, massively. Uh, promo by Shane Douglas and Francine. Highlights of basically everything they've done up to this point since they've been together. Which is so, a, a good amount. They they really have kind of. Uh, as yeah. we keep saying, they've kind of brought themselves to. Um, they brought them well, each other up a level. I think they really have. I mean, it's it's kind of weird how just a little something with Shane Douglas has almost. I mean, don't be wrong. He's, he's he probably would have got there anyway, but he's gone from you watching him and thinking he was like one of my favorite ECW wrestlers of all time, and I'm I kind of get it, but I'm, I'm struggling to to get it yeah, for such a long period of time. So suddenly almost just like, here we go. This, this is, this is one of my favorite ECW wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It it does feel strangely kind of suddenly that he's kicked up a gear. Yeah. From almost like before he left, it was just a bit like, ugh, the stuff with Bill Alfonso. Then he came back and it was just a bit like, ugh. But he's just massively, like you said, kicked up a gear and it's, it's entertaining stuff now. And 
looking forward to the triple threat. Looking really forward to the most popular version of the triple threat. And um, yeah, it's good. And the chain obviously emerges. Yes. The infamous yes, chain from the, the tag team match many moons ago, which I remember watching. Is, um, you will watch again. Yeah, well, a simple object that, um, yeah, spiced up the feud. Promo by the BWO, um, by the dull dude. Yeah. So, yeah, just more advertising and just more sort of NWO-esque skits just to keep them popping up. Nice bit of filler to break up the show. Why not? Main event time, Taz versus Rob Van Dam. Um, fairly decent match. I've never felt these two have really, really clicked in the ring. No, I think that's fair. Um, even, even when um, later, later years, before Taz leaves for WWE, they have another match and they never like super click. Taz has got much more of a sort of slower physical style and RVD sort of fast paced jump around. It doesn't always. Sort yeah. Of well, and, and um, RVD's floppy style of um, selling moves um, for me either really works or really doesn't when it comes to specifically Taz and selling his suplexes. Um, yeah. So sometimes they make it, it makes them look just so much more vicious, so much more, more powerful, so much more devastating. And other times it kind of almost oversells. Yeah. No, agreed. Like I said, it doesn't take away anything from either and both. Fantastic Taz is marching forward. Obviously, his feud with Sabu is going along nicely. Yep. And it makes sense to have matches with Rob Van Dam as he is Sabu's tag team partner. So it all sort of makes a lot of sense at the moment. Taz chokes Rob Van Dam out after 10 minutes. Yep. Taz mission, which takes us to episode 192. The 24th of December, um, Christmas Eve. It is. 1996. It is. Wow. Do you know what was number one in the. Oh, no, we've done that bit. (laughs) Gina G. Um, (laughs) Lil Guido comes out with um, Kid Cash, who now is known as Davy Pazano. For for this week, yes. Yeah. He's um, changed up his name for a bit. And he cuts a quick promo, which I actually thought was a really outstanding promo. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was good. Considering Guido, Guido hasn't really spoke before, he basically cut a promo about he's taking charge of the FBI. He's always been in charge of the FBI. Anything that um, JT Smith did, he had the final say. JT Smith was kind of stupid. He did what he wanted to do last week, and now it's cost him. And was yeah, all that long sort of lines. So it's funny because he was talking about it being a loser leaves town match, um, and it was only for like ninety days or something. Yeah, um, but it, it, it's already kind of built that whole kind of no, he's gone, he's out of here kind of thing. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays through uh, when he comes back in. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see if he does actually have a brief feud with the FBI like I said where he fits mm. into it all again because um, yeah no um, they face basically a Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley I, I like this team 
it's, I like the finish to this match. Yeah, it's a good team. I think, you know, this is the first acid drop before it's the acid drop. Yeah. Um, first acid, yeah, first acid. Before, and also, um, Bubba Ray hits two of Bubba Cutters, and I think they both look absolutely fantastic. They do. They do. Um, and it's really interesting, Actually, just again, to think back as to how that's moved beyond, in, in 1996, that's moved beyond Dudley Dudley and D.W. Dudley to this team. Oh, hugely. I mean, the fact that, like, these two weren't even in the original, like, Dudleys, no. you know, which is pretty sort of crazy in itself. So he hit two um, of the sort of Bubba Cutters, which, again, looked great. The finish came with Bubba Ray sitting on top of the turnbuckle, Spike climbing up and jumping off um, Bubba's shoulders to get the extra height with a nice splash and get the win. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, if you're going to do that spot, then you probably do it off a of big dick just because you've built him up as big dick. Um, yeah. But, you know, we we recognise that they're the same size. So, um, yeah, it doesn't make any difference to us, really, does it? Not at all. But um, yeah, fairly decent match. And like I said, it can't be long before um, we get back to the Dudleys that we know and love and everything. Joey Styles in the ring. Taz comes out for an interview. Um, personal gripe, nothing to do with real life, just network stuff. The rotation of Taz's music is fucking annoying. Yeah. One week it's the War Machine influence song. Then the other week we get the that one yeah. and it's awful so just stick to the war machine please um he basically again such a simple thing to keep him strong they've got the king of the hill battle royal coming up next and he said that he wanted to be the first seed in it and he wasn't allowed to be the first seed he was told he was going to be eighth and if he's not going to be first then he's fucking not interested. Yep. Simple, but he kept him strong because he doesn't have to lose. But he also kept him strong because he's just like, if I can't be first, I'm not doing your crappy match, which is good. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good um, call from him. Massively. The crowd start chanting Sabu, Sabu. Um, Taz obviously ad-libs and gets onto this, grabs a mic and says, Tabu. Get your fucking ass out here and starts chanting Sabu along with them. The lights go out. Sabu does appear in the ring again. Crowd again, once again, pops because, you know, this time it's in the middle of the show, so it can't just cut and go to the end of the show. So that's yep. going to happen. And what happens is the Eliminators run out in jeans, hit total elimination, uh, total elimination twice on Sabu, and the Battle Royal starts. So in jeans is going to be a theme on this because for some reason, this is a mix of people in their wrestling outfits and people not. Um, and there's no real kind of discernible reason as to why one and not the other. Um, it's just that some people have got bothered to get changed and others haven't. Yeah. I've tried to almost make it um, super casual. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of impromptu, except it's not. Um, it's kind of you know that that kind of you know anything can happen except it's not. Um, and again, if it's impromptu, then 
why is Taz know that he's the eighth seed? And if it's not, then why is everyone not in their wrestling outfit? Um, it's a very re- weird thing where um, tag teams count as one pull. Yeah. So the eliminators enter together. Um, all three members of the BWO enter together. Um, that confused me. Yeah, I mean, it's different, but in a way, I guess it's sort of good. I mean, it's it's like a rumble, but nothing like a rumble in that sense. Yeah. So, it, it you know, they tried to make it their own in that sort of thing. So, it was good. Um, I, I don't know how to play the King of the Real Battle Royal. Obviously, there's sort of key bits. I can list everyone that came out. I... Most of the roster came out. Everyone seemed to kind of find their feud. Um, um, notable mention: Bulls Mahoney debuted. Yep, yep. Which of Santa uh, Claus? Yeah, with short hair. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a um, that was an interesting uh, thing. Uh, interesting debut. Let me have a look. Was Santa Claus ninety five or ninety six? Search up. I'm assuming it was 96. Could be later than that, but um, oh no, because it wasn't Austin, was it? I was going to say it was Austin. No, 95, 95. So another one that's had his 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 Fed run. Yeah, so he's in the Fed the year before, and obviously it's taking him. I'm guessing he's probably one that was sort of let go, but disappeared over and. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, see what you just did. Just got done the indies for a while. Yeah, let's have a little look. Professional wrestling career. Smoky Mountain, ninety four to ninety five. Oh, yeah. Was originally in the tag team of Chris Candido, managed by Sonny. Makes you wonder who influenced who. Yeah, who eventually who abused him for months and eventually turned on him, killing his pet cat. Oh. By dropping like some steps few. on him. Yeah. Oh no, that was raw. Eric Owens, Spider. Um, yeah, basically he was 95 to 96. He was Santa Claus. Da, 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 was around for a few months and eventually disappeared after a feud with Savio Vega. And um, yeah, appeared in ECW in 90. 97, it said, but I guess it sort of is. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they're um, talking about his debut match rather than his his weird debut in the middle of a... Well, exactly. So, yeah, no, that was was, um, the thing. So crazy when you think, like, how many of sort of going both ways, I guess, you don't realise. But... um, yeah, so Eliminators, Gangsters, Rob Van Dam, Bulls Mahoney, Spike Dudley, Little Greedo, Bubba Ray, Chris Candido, Brian Lee, Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer, Devon Dudley, Sandman, Lewis Piccoli, and the BWO. So interestingly in this, Brian Lee is referred to, because Brian Lee's in there with the BWO, and Brian Lee is referred to as um, one of um, Raven's group, um, which obviously initially... he was brought in on, sort of. But they sort of referenced him as that, but also referenced 
the potential triple threat. Yeah, but I, I, I just thought it was really interesting that they, they referenced the, the one of Ravens group because that's been a while now since since there's only been, been any real kind of connection between the two other than the fact that he's beating up Tommy Dreamer. Which, coincidentally, I'm surprised it sort of stopped because now, obviously, Tommy Dreamer's in a feud with Shane Douglas. Lee's still around. Yes. And I kind of felt like he would continue that feud, but with a different master, I guess, ally. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but... I, and I guess he sort of does because they, they do this kind of parallel feuding thing that we've been talking about for however long. Um, so he yeah. sort of does for a little while. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strange little setup. I think is fair to say. It's a strange little setup. Obviously, Tommy Dreamer comes out, um, chases Shane Douglas off. Lewis Piccoli comes out, chases Chris Candido off. Uh, Brian Lee eliminates Bubba Ray with choke slam. BWO get thrown out pretty fast. Um, whatever kind of highlights really are there from it. Basically, um, Stevie Kicks kind of um, built up to be quite a a devastating out of nowhere kind of maneuver again. Um, Yeah, which is good. So that sort of all plods along. And eventually, um, Sabu coming in first, getting two total eliminations, beating up multiple times, but still somehow has recovered and picked up the win. Obviously. Is there a mention of what he wins or just bragging rights? Bragging rights, I think it was. That's not too bad, I guess. Um, we then get a nice video highlight package with the highlights of ECW 1996, which, again, from a personal journey point, I thought was a nice touch. Yep. I remember um, WWE went for a phase two years in a row where they did this. And it was always my favorite part where basically they did the whole year in reviewing like an eight minute kind of video. Yeah. And it's kind of really nice nostalgia. You'd sit there and just think, wow, what a fucking year. They don't do that anymore for some reason. <laughs> just a lot of footage. <laughs> uh, all available on the network for the low, low price of, of whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I can't sit there seeing um, Bobby Lashley, Lana, and all that. Great memories. Um, so once we get through that, we then get interviewed with Shane Douglas and Francine again continuing their bragging and putting down the Pitbulls and Tommy Dreamer. We then get footage of the BWO in Times Square. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Yes. Just um, a bunch of steals and, and quick shots, really. Yeah. Stevie, super kicks, Santa. Which I thought was quite funny. Great super kick. Yep. I almost felt like onlookers weren't sure. There's a lot of like, oh, kind of things and Meanie was kind of like laughing not really sure just get the shot and kind of get the fuck out of there that's what it felt like and I, I dug it it felt very um, sort of ECW we shouldn't yeah. be here filming but Gorilla. let's just yeah. get our shot and, yeah let's just get our shot and get the fuck out of here yeah kind of so I thought that was pretty sweet um, duh, 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 duh. and that was the end of the show but it wasn't because then Joe Styles like they were screaming like quickly come back come back come back um, we're doing tapings for like a future uh, sort of release, and the Eliminators have just beaten the gangsters for the tag team titles. We'll show you everything next week. I thought it was a great way to end the show. Yes and no. Um, You'd have preferred it on the show. I, I, 
I feel that's a big thing. So I don't know why you need to tease it this week. You know, why not bring it to next week kind of thing? Or just say, um, you won't believe what happened next week. We've got a new champion or something. We've just kicked off um, an epic match between gangsters and eliminators for the tag championships. Uh, but we'll catch you all of that up with that next week or something. It just, you know, again, it's kind of one of those like, you know, the next episode's going to start with you telling me we've got champions and then we're going to watch the bits of the match where I know the outcome. Yes, but do we get in photos of it? Yeah, and no, I get that. But again, what we said before, in the age of um, things like social media, apart from the match, would have probably been online straight away. This this would have been sort of cool because it would have got everyone talking a lot more. Yeah, I mean it's the, the they've always been very good as, as as we've said of like the 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 moments and the gets and as a marketing tool to come back for next week, I guess it's not bad in the sense of oh shit they've they've lost the championship. I have to watch next week and find out how they did it. Um, yeah, but now you're getting to a stage where title changes are happening and you're not seeing them, so it's yeah. a very delicate ground. Obviously, you've got a pay-per-view coming up that's not official, official. But we've now got Ravens won the belt. We haven't seen it. Uh, Eliminators we saw won the belt. I don't, Yeah. Eliminators have won the belt. I don't know how much we're going to see. From, I mean, yeah, I don't see how much we're going to see from it next week. So things like that start to happen. You just think, why is this not on TV? Yeah. yeah. Why is it not the main event? And that's what we go off with. Eliminators celebrating. You go, what the hell's just happened? See you next week. We'll find out. It's... I don't get it. The, the big matches that should be the big TV matches, you aren't, but you're getting, you know, sort of Chris Candido and Mikey Whitbreck wrestling or something in a tag match. Yeah. So it, it's hard in that sense. I get what they're doing, but you just, I don't know why they're not showing these matches. Yeah. Or, you know, the main event for this match was meant to be so and so. But instead, we've got to show you what happened between the world title match and this. You won't believe the outcome. You know, just something, almost like it was a change of plan, but there's ways to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I just, it is a little bit kind of, um, oh, and by the way, this happened. Yeah. And it, it shouldn't be. It, it should be like, you know, change the whole program. This is wild. Yeah. Um, speaking of cool programs, changing the subject, but also sort of grassroots and cool. The FCW documentary on the network's a good watch. I've not uh, got there yet, but um, it's definitely yeah. on my list. Yeah, enjoy it. It's, it's, it's sort of ECW vibe in the sense that they sort of do the poster drops and they sort of have the little arenas and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's that's a... That's a nice, nice documentary. Comes highly recommended. And that's the end of the shows. That's the end of the shows. That's the end of '96. Next week we have got a brand new year. We got pay per view year. Yeah, um, back into wow. having some some specials for us to watch and talk about. We've got loads. We've got um, a crazy barbed wire match. Yep. So. There's loads of like mental stuff coming, which is ridiculously exciting. I think 97 could be a massive year for our love of extreme. 
I think it will be. And um, we've even got a mole coming up in nine months. Oh, that's the thing. Some, some a... really interesting times to jump over to other organisations and see how some of our friends are getting on. I think so. I think it's a great time to, like I said, see how everyone's getting on. We should do some updates. We'll find out. I think next week we might do a little update on um, Go and watch Guerrero's, some, uh, Malinko's, yeah. Jericho's, sort of... see how Furnace and Lafon and Flash Funk did on their Survivor Series debut. Yeah. I think it might be worth a little wonder. A little something, something. Do a bit of research to find out what's happening. Um, thank you very much for listening. It's appreciated as always. Obviously, check out the network. You know where we are, beginning of 97. Watch a couple of episodes. Join in the conversation. Literally, message us. Easy way to message us is on social media Twitter or Instagram at underscore sports arena. That is us. We are always online around throw something we'll throw something back and have a lovely extreme talk or even modern day wrestling any kind of wrestling just throw it out there we'll probably know a little something about it absolutely if um, you think that the elimination chamber went really well i mean, i think that the um both elimination chamber matches were better than they had any right in being um i think that the, the tag team elimination chamber match killed themselves for reasons i'm not sure uh, but i thought it was a really good match um or if you want to talk about the the purest plaudits of Gulak versus Brian. Um, we're all there for it. Yeah, definitely. Imagine if ECW had Elimination Chamber match. So, oh, wait, never mind. No, quick. <laughs> it's, wrong, it's the wrong time of year to talk about that. It's true. Um, also, we will have to do that show. To, we will do. Zazzle.co.uk or .com. Simply search Sports Arena. Check out our beautiful merchandise. If there's something that you think you need or someone that you know needs to relive the revolution, have a little look, ski, and get involved. And wherever you are listening to this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell two even. You know, it's Christmas in ECW. Um, have a podcast party. Yeah. Is that a thing? Maybe. It's not a thing. It can be a thing. Start a thing. Call a podcast party. Get everyone to download it separately and all just listen at the same time. For yeah. It's time to rejoin the revolution. Uh, until next time, 